Hey guys, it's Dan Plucker, executive producer of the Wendy's Big Show and host of Hef, Sam, and Dan on the Fan. Here's how you can find us on the Radio.com app. Download the app, favorite the fan, hit 105.7 FM, the fan, scroll all the way down to the fan podcasts, scroll to the right until you see the producers, hit that, and right there should be Hef, Sam, and Dan right here on the fan. are back and so are we we're back back. after a brief hiatus we're like the nba it's been like a month or so but we are back and just in time for some baseball and some nba nba starting up at the end of this week baseball this weekend guys it's so good to be back and to have sports back we are the producers here at 105.7 FM, The Fan. It's a producer's podcast, Hef, Sam, and Dan on The Fan On Demand. I'm Dan Plucker, the executive producer of the Wendy's Big Show. Sitting to my left is the one and only Heffels, Evan Heffelfinger, associate producer of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network that you can hear statewide across Wisconsin. I'm also the acting executive producer because Joe is on vacation. Yeah, suck it, Joe. And then on my right is the Swiss Army Knife. It's what we like to call him, Sam Schmitz, coming in here for baseball. Post-game shows, pre-game shows, he's here. He's going to be doing the baseball post-game show later today on Sunday. That's when we're coming at you. This will be posted probably after the Brewers post-game show is posted. He comes in on Saturday mornings. He fills in during the week. He is the Swiss Army knife of our radio station. And just like sports, we are back. How we feel, How we looking? As Bill uh, Michaels guess would what say. what episode this is, boys. Is it 20? 22. 22. The episode. Hey. There we that's, go. That's great. It's the Chris Middleton episode. Oh, yeah. man. And with those, that's the two sports we're talking about today. That's The Dexter perfect. Williams episode, guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to start off just kind of updating you guys with what we've been up to. Because, I mean, it's been a while. It's, it's been, been a while since all of us have been together. Probably like a month, month and a half. Yeah, I think you said May 28th was the last day that all three of us did a podcast yeah, together. two months. Jeez. Yikes. Wow. Well, we've been busy. Um, that's why we took the hiatus. I mean, I for myself, I'll start with myself, I guess. I was in a wedding in Colorado. Yeah, I flew out to Colorado, you know, wore a mask on the plane. Uh, was was keeping busy there. Well, it was fun. I mean, a sleep mask doesn't count as a mask. That's but. true, but it. But I mean, feels like everyone. Feels like everyone you know got married. Yeah, I I had a lot time. of weddings. Um, so <laughs> they got married. Um, I was in Colorado for that. Uh, it was a small wedding, only like eight people. So don't freak out on me when I tell you that. Uh, then I got back here, and then that weekend I went up to Green Bay for my buddy's bachelor party, and then the weekend after that he got married. And so, and I stood in the, that wedding as well. So that was three weeks in a row where it was like, guys, I can't do it. And so then we're just like, well, we'll just take a break. And then July's been super busy. I'm moving into a new apartment, doing all this stuff. 
It's just been a very hectic time. My buddy, by the way, he listens to this podcast, Seth. What's up, Seth? Also, uh, while we're doing it, we might as well get our Nick sponsor well, out of the are, way. We are broadcasting in the Nick Gardner studios. The Nick Gardner studios. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The fans, Nick Gardner. Well, the fan, Kiss FM, Nick Gardner studio. Yes, of course. Hey, we'll have our, our home studio soon. Boys. That's true. We'll be back in uh, the original tank that we recorded all of this in. Um, it's a lot more comfortable in there. It's a lot yeah. less hot. Uh, yeah, it's very it's warm in the studio to today. It's about 90-something degrees outside today. It's hot one today. Yeah. Humid. But, Evan, what were you right. up to? So, part of the reason why I haven't been able to record is they changed my work schedule at my secondary job. Uh, oh, wow, my levels are a little low there. I, yeah. I was looking, I was like, am I talking? I don't know. <laughs> um, so, I've been working... I mean, the the normal day that we recorded was Fridays, and now I work every single Friday. So it just been a little that kind of worked. I was filling in for Joe a few times, so I had to like prep on the weekends for that, and I have to fill in again. And I completely forgot to reach out to a couple of guests, so I have to do that like as soon as we're done. I realized as we were talking right now. Um, I went on vacation for a couple of days, uh, multiple times actually. Oh. I forgot one of the times we couldn't record because we had a COVID scare with my dad. Oh, yeah, Remember that? Right. Yeah. That feels like it was three years ago, and it was probably like three weeks ago. So it's just been one thing after another. It was kind of just like, all right, you know what? We'll we'll go back. We'll get back when sports are back, in a way, if that makes sense. Basically, yeah, I was just we I was just lazy. We all kind of were, but that's yeah. okay. Sam. How was your time off? Uh, well, I don't really know if you can call it time off. Right. I didn't take any vacation. Uh, you know, true. filling in for everybody. There was, a, I think, I don't know if it was before or after this, but there was one point where I did the 105.7 FM The Fan Gauntlet. That's right. Worked you did every single mm-hmm. show. Every single show, at least once, sometimes twice in a week, which I'm sure people at this station have done before. Not me. I have. But very few probably have. have. It's not really. I'm sure guys yeah. like Anthony Mandela have. Oh, yeah. Good. Good. Uh, Good Bill Sam. Baby Tausch mm-hmm. has definitely probably. Did Andy Spitzer times. ever do it? Well, we all know Andy Spitzer could do it. He it's not a matter of could. if he yeah. did. We all know he well, could. Well, he scheduled all of our endorsements, so technically he did it every week. That's true. Right. The so, man I mean, myth, Andy Spitzer. Other than that, what a it's great, just been uh, kind really of. name dropped everything for We did. Like, guys, we're doing a great job. Right. Kind of like you though, just you know, getting ready to move into a new apartment at the uh, middle of next month. So it's good times. Yeah, excited. excited, and we're excited that sports are back. Let's get into some sports, guys. Oh, it's crazy to you think guys. We've I watched gone through this whole time. It's I watched nuts. nine hours of baseball yesterday. <laughs> oh my! I watched Lord, every nice. single baseball game yesterday, and I do not regret you have the a MLB single league pass or no. Well, no, they had because I have MLB uh, Network from YouTube TV, and okay. then you know they're broadcasting a bunch of games on Fox too. So just constantly going back and forth. Good man. Nice. Yeah, I, I admittedly only watched one game yesterday, and it even wasn't the Brewers game. But I listened to most of the Brewers game on the radio. You just wanted so. to watch Luis Castillo. No, I Just, actually did not watch the Tigers game either. I was watching the Dodgers and uh, Giants while at a Buffalo Wild Wings. Nice. Okay. Thank so. you for reminding me about Luis Castillo. I need to check my fantasy team. He pitched, <laughs> no, he pitched yesterday. He had like he 11 did. strikeouts. Yeah. He did. He, oh, he we should talk about that. We, we are yeah. also, the three of us, well, before we get into sports, we'll talk fantasy sports, like, yeah. which I guess is still sports. Yeah. Uh, but we decided yeah, to hop into a league sports. with everybody, well, with not everybody, but a couple of people here from 105.7 FM, the fan, a couple of fans that we have. Um, 
and a certain Bart traffic instrument. Yeah, a certain traffic instrument who uh, we're kind of teasing, but that's okay. Uh, and so. I don't know. My team is pretty good, and I kind of forgot about the draft. It's it's a twenty dollars buy in, so it's kind of high stakes for people that make two hundred and thirty eight thousand dollars a year. Yeah, that's um, a you're in first place right now. How did I, I lose yeah. points what? yesterday? I mean, your team's Since pretty. When? That's usually how it goes, right? When you do fantasy sports, the one guy who auto drafts usually auto-drafts. has the best team. Yeah. I mean, you got Rugnet Odor, uh, yeah. Cody Bellinger, dude. I how was did I lose about points my team? yesterday? Because I got Tatis. I have yeah, Soler, Tatis. who I think is like low key pretty good. Oh, well, I mean, if you hit, like, 50-ish home runs at Kauffman Stadium, that's pretty good. And then my pitchers so far this year, I mean, I have Kyle Hendricks, right. obviously, game one, shut out the Brewers. Uh, I have Lance Lynn, who who had a beautiful performance on opening day as well for the for Texas. Right. And then, uh, I don't remember, I had a couple other people pitch this week, and they all did really well. So, I think Steven Strasburg threw, maybe? I don't remember. Oh, I just picked up Gio Urshela, too, which yeah. I was pretty juiced about. Um so if either of you want CJ Crone, I just dropped him. Didn't he hit a homer? Yep. He did hit a homer. Opening day. I I wanted that Yankees third baseman because the only other third baseman I baseman I have right now is Hunter Dozier, and he mm. is currently in COVID protocol. So uh, that was kind of unfortunate way to start. That was the one position I desperately needed, and when Gio <sighs> Urshela was still there, I was pretty juiced. Speaking of COVID, my number one pick. <laughs> well, fourth overall. It was a slight reach, but I was like, okay, I think this boy could be very good this year. And I say boy because he's younger than me. And he's also Isn't that so weird to think Mm -hmm. about? Right. Yep. Dude that won the World Series last year is younger than we are. Hits a home run off Justin Verlander when anxiety is probably the highest. Nah, he's cool as a cucumber. Does the Soto shuffle. Uh, But anyway. (laughs) You got a little distracted. Uh, yeah, I was looking at Fantasy Pros to see if, because I have a Fantasy Pros subscription. Right. And they helped me on my draft a little bit. I was looking to see if they could help me with my lineup today on the app, but I have to go to the web page for it. But uh, that's pretty much going to so, be the reality of this season, though, is, you know, we're going to lose guys sometimes right before games. Yeah. We're going to have to true. deal with it. We draft. Everything's going great. The Nationals are in opening day against the Yankees. I was like, sweet. I get to see my boy Juan Soto. And, like, four hours before first pitch, he gets the Rona. And there goes my first pick. For a couple of weeks. For a couple of weeks. But, I mean, you think about it, that's 15 games. That's a quarter of the season. Absolutely. Man. And I mean, I, a bunch, I mean we, all, we all knew a couple of guys who have tested positive. But, like, when we were yeah. drafting, it's hard to keep up with. You know, I drafted who, a couple. Like Hunter Dozier, right? right. I mean, I was auto drafting, but I would have picked him and then forgot that he was there, you know? I think right. I was Charlie feeling Blackman, it. I didn't even know that. Yeah. But he, he started opening day, so I think he was an early case. Gotcha. Uh, he, he had a hit the other day. I don't know why my team is so bad. Like, I thought I picked a good team. <laughs> it's usually how it goes. I lost points yesterday, even with Luis Castillo pitching. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't. This uh, I usually do roto, but this roto for some reason is a little more confusing than most. Not sure why. I but anyways, Sam, your team. Oh, on your team. oh, we're just gonna go through all of our teams. Well, not the whole team, but just like the highlights, you know. Well, I okay, so I had the second to last pick of the round. Yeah, so you picked second in the round, right. and then right away again, pretty much in the next round. So which I was is like, kind of the worst. My second pick of every time was like trying to figure out if there was gonna be a run at certain positions and trying to sure. get ahead of the curve. But I've, I, you know, I'm pretty happy. I got Arenado, you know, Ketel Marte, Corey Seager, Ben Attendee. It's a pretty good lineup. Patrick Corbin, Walker Bueller, 
uh, Mike Soroka, who I'm, other than Luis <coughs> Castillo, is probably one of the other young aces to watch. So I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, I think you, you know, should. like like we said though, a couple of guys on my team tested positive, like Rawls Chapman, Will Smith, who I didn't even know tested positive. Right. I didn't either. So you know, once they get back, I'll have a bunch of relief pitchers too. Right, for sure. All right, so yeah, that's our fantasy lineup. Look, look around. And I guess I also <laughs> I sh- I've never played fantasy baseball. Yeah, before, I've only ever. played a couple of times and never this high stakes. So. We'll kind of see how it goes. We'll keep you updated because obviously we're all competing against each other. So I think that's kind of important. I think it's a cool little segment we can do here and there. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Let's hit our first break. When we come back, we'll talk some Brewers baseball. Uh, Freddie Peralta's on the mound today, right? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And we'll talk about Brandon Woodruff, his opening day start. And then also Corbin Burns on the mound yesterday pitching a pretty decent game. We'll talk about all that wrapping up the Brewers opening weekend of baseball coming up right after this. It's F. Sam and Dan on the fan on demand. Sports are back. back. So are we. We are juiced for this 22nd episode of our podcast. The Christian Yelich, Chris Middleton, and Dexter Williams, right? Sure. Podcast, you know, cool. All right, Dexter Williams. Shout out to you. Represent. You're welcome. All right, let's talk about a little bit of Brewers baseball here. And we just had... It feels first kind of two different performances from the Brewers. It feels so good to say let's talk some Brewers baseball, doesn't it? And it's not like oh, what'll happen when they come back. It's literally we're recapping a game, right? Two games, <laughs> like officially in the scoreboard. Even if the league gets shut down, these are games that we get to talk about that happen. Yeah, this year. I mean, I tweeted about it on Friday too. You can follow me at Dan on the fan. You can follow him Evan Hafflefinger at. Evan and half 25. 25. Not as and alliter- or wait, alliteration. What's the... You can do it. Well, because it's not alliterate, because that's kind of a different thing. That's that's quite ironic. It's not alliteration like yours. Uh, it is an alliteration, right? Well, mine is an alliteration. It rhymes. It's a, I think it is an alliteration. Oh, yeah. Alliteration is first letter, I think. You no, know, it's not alliteration. Oh, I don't know. God, whatever Jesus. it is called. Anyway, and then to my right, Sam <laughs> hey. Schmitz. You can follow him at Sam underscore. Double. Underscore Schmitz. That's where you can find him on Twitter. But I See. tweeted out on my Twitter that uh, I was getting chills on Friday because I was mm-hmm. in on the pregame show for opening day with Tim Allen. And, man, I mean, that guy, his voice is just... It's baseball. It's baseball. When you it's hear him Tim Allen Bobby on Uther. the air, you think Brewers baseball. And it's a tradition. It's been happening for 15 years with him on the postgame show, which mm-hmm. is an incredible feat. And hopefully there'll be another 15 more with him. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing broadcaster, great at his job. And when I was sitting in there in the studio, I just had chills. I mean, it helped that, you know, the temperature was also like 40 degrees in our studio. Yeah. But it yeah. was... Just such a cool, special moment because this opening day was so different than any other in my lifetime, and it just meant so much more, I think. I'm surprised they did, like, the typical opening day lineups, you know, where they stand on each side of the base. Yeah. That was really awkward because there's nobody to applaud or anything. They didn't really play any, like, artificial sound when players getting introduced, so it's like, Ryan Braun! And then it's like... And just, like, waves to the camera. You hear the person from, like, from the rooftop way away going, like, boo. Yeah, Yeah, that was funny. But honestly, like, once we got past all the pregame festivities and all that, and once we got baseball going, it did finally, like, really feel like 
All right, we're back in this officially. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even really like pay attention or notice that they're not being fans there. Like they really did a Honestly, good job on the right. broadcast. I think a lot yeah. of it was them just not showing the bleachers. Like right. Like a lot of like when you when you have the pitcher walk off the mound at the end of the inning, you only see the pitcher in like the outfield wall instead of seeing the bleachers behind him and stuff right. like that. They did a great job of hiding it. I don't know if it's necessarily something that needs to be said the entire season, but also I liked I like the cardboard cutouts behind home plate. I do. <laughs> yeah. I like it it makes it look less empty. Like it's weird, right. but it makes it look less empty. I wish it teams like the Cubs does. and the Brewers, I don't know if they're gonna move them around. But just put put the cutouts where the camera's going to be, right? Which right. so put them behind home plate. You know, that's why I, I get right. why they had to put them up in Euchre's spot because it's like it's hang Duke. out with Euchre. Right. But I that, pay, yeah. the cameras aren't going to be up there. They're going to show it no. once a broadcast, and that's going to be it. But think about where they're going to show. How about right behind home plate? Right. Either you put them in see home Bart plate. Winkler's face on every single pitch. Put them in home plate or in the bleachers where the home runs are going to be. Yeah, because I don't know. Did you guys see yesterday? Uh, Will Smith, catcher for the Dodgers, he had a like home run in the eighth or ninth inning, and his home run flew right through like the neck of a cutout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't and, then, and then uh, everybody's joking around like, "Oh, he'll be fine. He'll rub it off." But then I, th- I mean, it's, it's I think just it was, another cool aspect. I think it was Adam Duvall hit a home run and it hit a picture of a dog. Oh no! Or yeah. <laughs> so it's just you know. And more entertainment to awesome moments. Yeah, I I think so too. It's it's unique. It's different. And this whole season is going to be unique. Yeah, and different. it's going to be wi- wild. Kind of kind of just a wild, okay. weird, wacky MLB season. <laughs> uh, real quick before we get into the games, though, what's your guys' thought on Fox's attempt to do the virtual fans from MLB the show? Now, do not yesterday. get mad at me. Right. But I was at work yesterday, so I did not get to watch the game. Okay. In the clips that I saw on Twitter, it looked weird. Sometimes it looked decent. Some okay, like when uh, who was it for the Cubs that hit a home run yesterday? Was it Ian Happ? Was it yeah. Schwarber? Schwarber, yeah. Happ hit so one when on he, Friday. Schwarber hit his. Oh, you're right. I mean, they had they had the fans out there like reacting instantly, so it looked okay. But like, man, when they cut to a foul ball and left and you know right field, it, it looked awkward. Yeah, and we all I play MLB like the show, necessary. so we know what to right. expect. But it right. still looks a little weird. I like the tweet that I saw. It was like. Uh, the fans they showed and it was like half the fans had left before the game even ended to beat the traffic. I don't know what game that was, but I, I saw think, it on. Well, Twitter. I think they're pulling it from MLB the show. That made me laugh. Are they really? Is that what they're? Well, they they're pull- all the sound that they're using mm-hmm. is from MLB the show. I mean, you can use the MLB at bat app and apparently like pump your own noise into there. That's you can, cool. like, See, choose the boo. That, and that's all that. the one thing about this season that I don't. I think they're trying too hard. Is I don't want them to pump in all this noise. I don't want them to like put fans in there. I want to appreciate this right. year for the weird year for that the it weird, is. The weirdness, I want the to experience be. that empty field. Like I liked Friday that you could hear the Cubs dugout like yelling and oh, screaming yeah. and cheering on. That was awesome to me. Mm-hmm. That brings me back to playing Little League. Like right. they mentioned it on the broadcast. That's what I right. think they should be doing. They shouldn't be trying to put crowds in there. They shouldn't be. I mean, I'm okay with pumping in some noise just to, you know, help the players. Or, like, like, you know, defense chance or the organ going yeah, on or right. something like, the, like that. I thought the organ was a really nice touch on Friday. I like that they add, like, cheers and stuff for home runs and that kind of thing. Like Nice plays. But, yeah, yeah. It, it's good as a player to have that. But to put, like, 40,000 animatronic fans and all this extra stuff, it just it kind of takes away from this right. moment that is – this is something that we will never ever see again. Hopefully, hopefully never see again. Just give me the the dugouts, 
you know, the cardboard cutouts. Yeah. The let's pop of the glove and, you know, the sound of the bat hitting the ball and that's it. That's let's all appreciate this year for what it is. Let's not, try to not make it something it's not. Right. Pretty much. I agree. I agree. And let's 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 break down a little bit of these games that we've seen so far. Obviously, we saw Yelich hit his first home run of the season yesterday. Smack that boy. Yes, yeah. he did. And that's great. I mean, he was in a, he's been in a little bit of a slump to be honest with you. He he didn't really look very good on opening day. He struck out on a couple of change-ups off of yeah. Kyle Hendricks that didn't kind look of, good in the the summer training game yeah. too. So, it was good to see him pop one off and hopefully he continues to do that throughout the season. I mean, a lot, lots of home runs will be a very good thing for this Brewers team. They have to find a way to fill in those homers that Moustakis and Grandal. That's what everybody's been talking about all this time mm-hmm. off. How are they going to replace all these home runs? But Justin Smoke. He smoked that one. He man. did. He hit one himself as well. And that's the kind of production that that we're, we're, we as fans need to see from him as well. Same reason. We got to see those that home run production. And Avi Garcia, too. Didn't he hit one yesterday as well? No, he hit a double yesterday. Yeah. Right? yeah Knocked in just, a couple runs. It was just smoking Yelich with a home run yesterday. I mean, Avi and Ben Gamble. Ben Gamble. Manimal, who I think mm-hmm. we'll talk a little bit later probably about it, but he had a nice uh, little RBI double. Well, let's let's talk about it right now because you bring up an inter- interesting point with Ben Gamble because he's been red hot. Right. Like mm-hmm. this dude is just hitting the cover off of the baseball right now. He was doing it in summer camps. He's doing it now to open off up the season. Yesterday, I mean, you got to think at some point he's going to get the DH spot if he keeps hitting this well. Well, I would well, I would put him in the field. Right. I mean, he's he's got a good glove. Right. And hey, I love Avi Garcia. Avi Garcia hasn't done anything wrong to take himself out of the lineup. I don't think it would be Avi. You got to you got to keep no, you got to keep Kane in there. I think it I think it's Braun. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying so my outfield would be Yelich obviously in left, Kane in center, and then I would put Ben Gamble in right as of and now. And then Avi pinch hitting? Or well, DH? no, I'd, or DHing? Avi DH. I would I would put Avi DH. I, that's I I they, they're just creating this, such a odd conundrum in their outfield. Because it's, what, deep. it's so deep. Right. And and eventually, obviously, Christian Yelich is the only mainstay. I think Christian Yelich is the only player that no matter what, he's in your lineup every single game this season as long as he's healthy. Yeah. But which is why they put him at DH yesterday. Right. They're 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 trying to extend his playing time. But I think those other four guys, three, four guys, are all kind of expendable. I think they could all Shift in and out. I, I'm excited, hopefully, to see Ryan Braun play first base at some point this season. Which and that would hopefully solve a couple hey, of the problems. Even Lomo has been playing a little outfield. And he's he's starting pretty DH, decent right. out there at defense. For it's, exactly, it's just so it's it's such a great problem to have. But at some point, you have to decide. You have to make these tough decisions, right. and somebody's going to have to step up. It's it's going to create a lot of competition, I think, because obviously they all want to play. Right. And if Ben Gamble, but if Ben Gamble keeps hitting this well, he's going to start creating a lot of issues yeah. for this for for it's, Craig Council. It's kind of the hard thing for the players of it being a, a thirty man roster. Is a guy who was you know he's a pinch hitter. He plays a spot start every Sunday. He's not going to get as many opportunities right. now because there's more people like him. Also, with the DH, you're not getting the double switches, the pinch hitting, that kind of stuff. So it's, I mean, we haven't seen multiple Brewers so far this season. And, I mean, I doubt they'll be in the starting lineup because Council knows how important every single game is. Like, he's putting out his best lineup every Mm -hmm. single game this year. We won't see many lineups that have, like, Jed Jerko or, I mean, Sogard's been in there, but, like, 
when Urias comes back, he probably won't be in a lot. Or well, is Urias even going to make the team this year? He's uh he just started working out in Appleton yesterday. Right, yeah. but do you think he? Do you think I don't even know if he's going to see that much playing time, if any, this year up in the major league level? It, it depends on, and Bill Michaels says this every single day. It depends on Orlando Arcia. And as Gary Ellerson would say, it's a fluid situation. Mm-hmm. Well, you I traded mean, away some pretty key pieces. No, definitely. So I mean, and if, if I, I agree with you, I don't think that you should force him into action. But I mean, I think you have to at least at some point, especially this if Sogard produces, though, because I mean he's had a pretty pretty good. <laughs> That's co- another first point I want to touch on. Right. I mean, the, the infield is is also just such a weird thing. I mean, Evan and I scrutinized. The Eric Sogard signing, but if he produces and proves us wrong, that's going to be great. Well, that, that's like, what I say with every move: prove me wrong. It's like when the Packers drafted Jordan Love and Josiah Deguara, whatever. Josiah, 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 whatever. Josiah, praise Jesus! It's Sunday, right? I, I was like, okay, I don't like this, but prove me wrong. I want nothing more than to be wrong. Well, re- real quick, as long as we're on the topic of Sogard. As we talked about how deep this outfield is, I wish we had this problem in the at the third base position yeah. because Sogard had a good game yesterday. Like what? Went one for two, one for three, two same walks. Same thing with opening day. Couple he did the runs. Same thing. But man, like I don't like him leading off. I don't either. I don't yeah. like Kane being I, down in the. I eighth think spot. it should be Kane. I right. really think. so. Can you imagine coming off of winning your go- first Gold Glove of your career, and now yeah, we're, uh, I know you're like signed the second biggest contract in this team and all that. But uh, you're going to probably hit eighth. Uh, well, I wonder how much this is a motivation strategy by Council. I, you have to, um. like, like Council is such such a smart manager. And, and I know, I, I, think, I think the DH is really tripping him up, though. This is the first time he's had to manage with the DH. Right. Yes. And so I think he's trying to find the best way to fluidly move throughout the lineup. And if that means Kane being at eight, then you get an eight, nine, one of Kane. Whoever's at nine, and then Arcia. Eric Sogard to lead. Yeah, Arcia, who's also been hitting well. I mean, he had the only three hits on opening day, which we all knew was going to happen. Right, <laughs> and then, and then leading off Sogard. So you have Kane, Arcia, Sogard. If an eight nine one situation arises, which honestly isn't bad, right? Like it's not great, but then if if Sogard, his his position as leading off is more important than anybody for one reason. It's because he's hitting right in front of Christian Yelich right now. Right. Which is why I don't think Yelich should be hitting two. I think Yelich should be no, Ryan Braun's three spot. I, I don't think so. I think I think the the purpose of him being at number two is to get him as many at bats this season as possible. And the lower yeah. he is in the lineup, the le- the less at bats he's going to get. Which is a great again point for Kane getting more at bats. Right. Because unless we well, unless he struggled, like I don't know, I can't look up. Well, I could look up, but I don't know Kane's numbers from the summer camps, and I don't know how he's feeling about this season or what what his life has been <laughs> like after yesterday. All of this. I think he's back in. I think he's back in action with his base running yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awesome. How does how does that he do slippery. that? Again? That was pretty cool. <laughs> so, fun fact: I was at that first game when I was he too. did that, yeah. and I don't know what happened when it happened. And then I saw it back, and like I started getting a hundred notifications for like the most genius base running move of all time. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's I guess just that high baseball IQ, man. And then he yeah. did the exact same thing. Like it couldn't have been more perfect. You would think because it was against the Cubs the first time as well. Yep. You think they would know? Literally the exact remember. same scenario. Right. Damn near. And they're all just standing there. Well, one. Shout out to him for not getting caught in that rundown or getting tagged out. Right. All I mean, with first, that many throws, shame on the Cubs first for not doing because yeah. they teach you in a pickle three throws and he better be out. Well, I don't know much. what Jason Hayward's doing too. Just standing like halfway through first base and second base when he should be on first. Right. 
Because if he's on first, that doesn't happen. But yeah. it's weird because, like, the first time that happened, Kane was in the, what, where Ben Gamble was, mm-hmm. you know, the first time. Because Christian Yelich, I guess, was the one between second and third. So, man, I think he could be, like, a really good coach after his career and all that. Base running coach? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, like, a first base or third base coach. But I don't know if he'd want to do that. Yeah. But, but I mean, I, I just want to see Kane back in the leadoff so we can get him, you know, running on the bases a little more, get some stolen bases, and then put him right in scoring position right off the bat if he gets on base the first couple times for Yelich and Hira. Speaking of which, have the lineups come out today? Do you, do you, yeah, you guys I, see I the read lineups? Did you? Yes. Did you, re- you didn't read them out on the podcast, though, did no, you? No, but I read them to yeah, you Why, why don't you read it right now? Well, I mean, it's going to be irrelevant by the time it comes out. Oh, that's true, but but that way we can talk about the lineup today. We don't like we don't have to break it down. It's or an anything interesting like that, lineup, but we can we can talk about what we're seeing. Sogard, Yelich, Hira. So the okay. same one, same three. three. Uh, Smoke, Morrison at DH. Okay. Narvaez, Kane, Gamble, Arcia. Ooh, I do like Kane and Gamble being so next no to each other today. in the lineup. No Braun. Looks like they're pretty lefty heavy. With Who's on the mound get, for the Cubs today, you know? Um, on the mound for the Cubs. Because it's Freddie Peralta for the Brewers. Right. Uh, I think it's uh, Chatwood. I'm going to check, though, real quick. Okay, Tyler Chatwood. Yep, Tyler Chatwood. Right-hander. All right, the well. guy who likes to walk a lot of batters. So, yeah, I mean, that should be a pretty high-scoring game. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what yesterday was for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm ex- I'm excited. I don't know. this Baseball is so much fun. I'm, I'm so mm-hmm. excited that we're talking about baseball right now in the Brewers season. Let's get let's get into the starting pitchers real quick before we okay. hit a break. Right. I, so, there's also one thing I wanted to say. Say your one thing. Uh, the Brewers, uh, I, I threw myself off. The uniforms, I was worried about them oh, when they were they on the, court, so the field, but they look so good. They do look really good. They look so good. Those blue ones were the ones I was nervous about, the ones they wore and on now, opening day. And, and they literally really Friday good. night, I looked to get a blue jersey because I was like, do. okay, that's fire. And I had it ready to be purchased on DHgate. I was going to get an RC at first because like, I've wanted to get an RC for a while. Mm-hmm. And then with that game, I was like, yeah, that's why I love RC. I know that I have to get it. But then I was like, you know, I don't have a Yelich yet. I should probably get a Yelich. And I went through the entire thing on DHgate. I put in my credit card information and everything, and I hit, like, finish order or whatever. And, you know, mm-hmm. that usually takes it to the next step. And it just did it. Oh. So I refreshed it, tried it again, didn't work. Tried oh, no. it the next day, didn't work. So Ruh-roh. I don't have a jersey. And I didn't get charged, which is That's good. good. But my order just never went through. So Well, I hopefully thought, at some point it will for I you. thought I was ordering a jersey, and now I won't be. A lot of people. Well, I don't know if it's you not going to work. Give it another shot at some point, Evan. Come on. A lot of people on like every post that you see of the Brewers being mentioned, whether it be like national wise, like mm. a lot of people are saying like we have the best like glow up as far as uniform yeah. wise. The a Padres people, are nice too. For some reason, a lot of people don't like the batting helmet, but I love it. Well, I didn't know it's that a, they were going to have a two tone batting helmet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a throwback to the ones that they use in right, the right. But I didn't know they were going to do that, and I love it. It looks so good. Yeah. I love that two tone. You can it switch looks it up so, too. It looks so retro, but also just so fresh. Cool. It does look fresh. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the starting pitching now after we talked about the jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, what do you guys think of the lineup, Cause, or the, the rotation? Because obviously Woodruff has won, and I think he's the ace. He didn't necessarily have the greatest game on Friday, though. He didn't he, have a bad he, one. He was missing no. his fastball a little bit. It was, like, it was just a little off. high on him. That half home run, man, like, okay, so we got to talk about the umpiring in these first two games. Again, they're a little rusty. I get it. Yeah. I didn't, but especially that Ian Happ home run, like, Hendricks is getting a bunch of calls. 
Woody's getting like 50-50 on some of these. Yeah, zone the, calls. he he definitely was hitting the zone bad. on a couple of them, right? Right. So I mean, he was getting frustrated well, the problem, too. You could the tell. problem was Narvaez was not framing them right. It was yeah. like he was getting crossed up. That's what. That's well, could what be worse. Could be Grand has been play. too. I mean, there were multiple times where Woody threw strikes, but because Narvaez either wasn't ready for the location or the pitch, he was like his glove was trailing with the ball, and like even though it was a strike, the umpire can't call it because you know why the gloves moving in an umpire's mind. You moving. can't like it's so fast. They know if it's a stationary glove, they have a better chance of calling it a strike. If they're moving That's like a great that, point. even if it's right down the middle, they they're not going to call that. I'll say this about. Woodruff and Burns' first two starts is that these are good games for them to take away from. These are good first games to have because you didn't get blown up. You didn't get destroyed, but there's enough for you to take away where you can learn a lot right? To and going into your next start, basically, especially for Corbin because, man, I, I thought he did pretty well. It's just mm-hmm. that his pitch count got way too high, his, way too quick. Yeah, and right. credit to the Cubs for working those at-bats. Right, Definitely. especially with Woodruff, too. Well, man, and, they were... I mean, that the, literally the first at-bat yeah. with Chris, Chris Bryant, Bryant yeah. went like 11 is, pitches. The, the, Cubs, the Cubs knew, and everybody in this area knows how well Burns has been pitching. Like, in summer camp, all of the Brewers were raving about right. how well right. he's been pitching. He and was so, awful last year and still somehow becomes the number two, two. starting pitcher yeah. this year. I mean, because he's been so dominant. And, and so the Cubs knew they had to extend these at-bats early in these games against... Honestly, two Brewers almost aces in Woodruff and Burns right now. Yeah. And so then I think we get to a little bit more well, question marks after those two, though. I'm We're forgetting about see... Adrian Hauser, too, who That's I true. think is the real number two. But because of the schedule that he pitched in the you know exhibition and all that, mm-hmm. he's going to be pitching a little later. See, my issue with Adrian Hauser, though, is... I still prefer him in the bullpen role over yeah. the starting rotation. I don't rotation. think well, don't he wrong. has I, the stuff to be a starter. I don't think so either. Sense. Hey, I mean, I've been there because, like, I was – you can ask Tim. I was vouching for him to go back to the bullpen, just the numbers that he was putting up with the splits and all that. But, man, he's he got he's it. got the bulldog in him where he can go he six does. innings. I mean, he threw up on the mound twice and then hey, still went on I was at like that game innings. and I told Toby when I was with him, I was like, he's going to go six innings after this now. And sure <laughs> enough, he did. Yeah, no, he he has a great mentality as a pitcher. I agree, right. but I, I I am also concerned with Evan of him having the stuff to go a full thirty two starts. Obviously, that won't happen this season, but in the future, yeah. thirty two, thirty three, thirty four right. starts deep in a season where he's facing the same team multiple times with not that electrifying of stuff. But it's right. it's impressive because all the all three of these guys would uh, no no Woodruff uh, Burns Hauser and Peralta they're all. Still finding pitches to throw. Like yeah. uh, we saw in the exhibition against the White Sox, Hauser, he's working on a slider, I think it was. And that looked yeah. good. Burns is still, you know. His slider is absolutely filthy. Right, but he's still got to work on locating it. And yeah. Freddie, right. we all know he's either, you know, fastball Freddie or nothing. Right. So the more Freddie, he can add. Freddie has some good off speed. Yeah, his off speed right, is it's not, really good. It's not consistent, though. And that's, that's what right. he's just got to work Honestly, on. Honestly, you can tell how good Freddie's going to be during a day with his first. When he's on. Right. With his first inning. Right. Like, you know if he's just missing the fastball, it's a bad day. Right. I, I think in terms of pure stuff, Freddie might have the best stuff on the, ro- on the, ro- in the rotation. Do you remember that um, duel last year between him and Castillo? In Where, April. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was I like mean, second start of the year. That outing, his curveball was just... Because his fastball right. was so good, he could throw that curveball anywhere. He just anywhere. needs to find the consistency. If he finds the consistency, I think he could probably be the best starter on the rotation. only 23, 24 I years know. old. Hey, he got that extension. <laughs> Perfect timing. He signed yeah. up long term. I mean, 
I the sky's the limit. And for that's Freddie. the thing. That's the good thing about him too is because even if he never truly does find his consistency, then his role as a bullpen player is right. going to be. He could be the stretch guy, right? The exactly. long relief, like yeah. a Brent Suter. Exactly. exactly, exactly. So that's why Freddie Peralta is so valuable. I'm glad they inked him up long term. Yeah. And last but not least, kind of the question mark in the rotation, and Josh Lindblom. Yeah, I mean, he whatever did. I get, whatever I can get from Lindblom is is good. I'm he not did expecting not anything. Show up to spring training, like he was awful. And we got Anderson coming off the blister. Anderson too, and Lauer. I yeah, mean, Lauer. I forget about him too. They need one of those three dudes to hit. If one of those three dudes hit, I and think that there's, this rotation is better than a lot of people expected it would. Right. The funny thing is, is even by hit, it's just pitched to like a four four ERA. Right. Right. Well, I mean, once you get all those guys healthy too, I mean, you could even just do like you know typical opener, and then maybe have like Lauer pitch a couple innings, and then boom, Suter's in for three innings or so. There's a lot that the council can work with, and I love it. Yeah. I really liked what he's done with the bullpen so far. Yeah, the bullpen man, like that was my biggest concern going into this season. But these got like these guys like JP Fireeyes and Phelps. That was so awesome. Justin Grimm, like they're Friday. they're yeah. not gonna blow you away with great ERAs, but mm-hmm. I think they're out getters and they know well their job. And and what a great time for Fireeyes to get his first major league experience. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a two nothing right. game. I mean, it was it wasn't the worst situation to be in, like if he gave up the home run. Yeah, Rizzo like, took him deep. Yeah, Riz, and that was. But he also struck out Chris Bryant shot. right before right, that. Right. Exactly, and I and honestly, I liked what he saw. He just missed the one pitch, and and in a game where you're losing, like it's it's the first game of the year. If you want him to be an in, instrumental part of your bullpen, and you throw him in in a situation where he's losing, so if he does give up a run, if he has a little bit of jitters. You know, like it's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal if something happens. We're all and, rooting for JP. Yeah, the Wisconsin native. Right. I, I, I would love to see JP fire eyes and become an important part of this bullpen. For sure. One other guy in the bullpen that we have to talk about before we wrap this segment up is Corey Knable. Because yeah. mm-hmm. he talked about it on, on deck. Coming back from Tommy John, he watched what Suter did in recovery and is like, hey, if Suter can come back that good, I feel very confident mm-hmm. in my recovery. And he looked like... He hasn't really missed a beat. His curveball's electric. He doesn't mm. have his fastball is good enough. He doesn't have his fastball back yet. Right, but you know what but I mean. Like come. coming off mm. of Tommy John, like this is almost accelerated, and the the summer camp has really like been beneficial because that gives right. me more time to prepare. Prepare, but like I'm liking what I'm seeing already from Corey Knebel. He's, right. he's already exceeded my expectations. Definitely, for him. definitely. So let's. I mean, that's that's probably the strongest part of this Brewers team is their bullpen and. See, in this conversation right now, I've begun sipping the Kool-Aid. This team's winning the NL Central. You think so? Dude, the Cardinals look good. Are the they, Reds look good, It's going to be it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, I, I, they're playing the Tigers. Of course well, you look yeah, good that's when fair. you're playing I the Tigers. I feel very good about that's the fair. Brewers, but like these four teams, man, it's going to be a bloodbath. I mean, it is. Honestly, I think all four of them are going to make it. I think, I, I think they should, and I hope they do. I think they're all going to beat each other up. I I said it the other day. I think the Brewers are going to win like 33, 32 games, yep. but that's still going to be enough for them to find their way into the playoffs, especially with the expanded playoffs this year, which we even touched on. 16 teams in the playoffs this year, mm-hmm. eight on each side, top two in each division, and then two based on record. This is one of the only times I truly agree with Rock on an, uh, a take because <laughs> he, he's an old school baseball guy. You right. know, he doesn't really appreciate the new stuff. He when he, uh, BA asked him about it on Friday, he was like, "I love it for this year. Absolutely love it for this yeah. year. Don't like it going forward." And I agree, yeah, one hundred percent. But it's going to be hard to tell the owners after how much TV revenue they get. 
I agree. I don't want it after the season. But I feel like Manfred, being the stooge that he is, is going to somehow find a way to implement it. Or a version of it. Because we just, were... Wasn't it like uh, he was like proposing something like this before the well, season was, even got canceled last year? Expand, yeah, I, I just. Uh, but so my thinking is, and Rock is one hundred percent correct on it. We should mention Bill Schroeder is his name, not Rock. He's the one who caught Juan Nieves as no hitter. People forget. Hashtag people forget. Um, he said one hundred and sixty-two games is more than enough to figure out what teams should be in the playoffs right. and who shouldn't. You shouldn't have to do sixteen teams. One at that thing. Point. That needs to stay, though, and I will always say this, is that the we cannot of- have these one-game playoffs. Yep. It has to be a best of three. For the wild card. It has to be a best of three. And, and I, I love all what the they're doing playoffs. where it's they're, obviously they can't travel for a game-game-game. Right. So doing a three-game series at the number one seed. Yeah. I love that. I think it's Absolutely great. It's not going to matter anyway. There aren't going to be any fans there, and if there are, it's not going to be significant enough for Even a home, if there were fans, advantage. I think that's a great— well. I get that, yeah, you probably should be able to have a playoff game at home if like, if you make it to the playoffs, that'd be nice. In, right. in a regular season when right. there's fans, but mm-hmm. I just, it has to be at least a three-game series. Right. Five is too much if you're going to do 16 game teams, I'm just happy that but... they're not doing this whole selection process thing. Yeah, that was yeah. dumb. Like, you're like the weakest link. We are going, like, no, there's always issues with that. Yeah, I was never a fan of that. Anyway, let's hit a quick break here. We'll talk a little bit of Bucks coming out next, because they start this Friday. Another sport coming back. We're juice. Sports are back. So are we here on Hef Sam and Dan on the fan. Welcome back to Have Sam and Dan on the Fan On Demand. I'm Dan Plucker, the executive producer of the Wendy's Big Show. Right next to me is Sam Schmitz, the Swiss Army knife of our radio station. He does a little bit of everything. And on my left, Evan Heffelfinger. Heffels. Heffer. No uh, one's called me Heffelfinger in a, or Heffels in a while. That's usually the name that just Jeff Orlowski. That's right. To me. I know. That's what. That's what. I, I really like it, though. I think it's a really cool nickname. I miss Jeff, dude. I, we haven't seen him in a while. You know, we may not see eye to eye on everything, but <laughs> I love that dude. Yeah, he's a great guy. So Heffels. Heffels. The acting executive producer of the Bill Michael entire the entire Bill Michael Sports Talk Network mm-hmm. heard throughout and across Wisconsin. I keep forgetting that I'm planning the show tomorrow and that I have to book guests. Maybe I got a good executive producer. <laughs> I have well, because I'm not used to it. I no, have I, I know I'm just I have one it. book for tomorrow. I honestly uh, don't have anybody booked for tomorrow. I'm hoping to get Zach Zaidman for tomorrow. Ooh. If he says no, then Dan well, Burns. Coming up on Friday, tune into the big show because hopefully we're going to have John McLaughlin in the first hour. Really? In the second hour, we're going to have Kenny the Jet Smith. And in the last hour, hopefully we'll have a Bucks reporter. We're also going to have Sean Grandy on at some point, the Boston Celtics play-by-play guy. Mm. So we got a pretty stacked show coming up on Friday. Tune in. It's going to be great. Basketball is back in Orlando. And, guys, the bubble is working. It yeah. is. It is. The no, no positive tests down there in 300-some-odd cases. Or cases. People tests. That's great. That's great. I mean, only a we, couple people have been dinged for leaving campus. Right. And it hasn't been an awful thing that we all like collapsing bubble that we all expected it to be, which is great. I think that it's everything you can hope for if you're an NBA fan and if you are in the NBA itself. I mean, you've had a couple problems with some stars complaining about 
you know, the food, well, so the, food, the hotels, that The only reason that they complained about the food masks. was because the food those first day or two were the ones that were in-house. They had to cook mm-hmm. for everyone, so it wasn't going to be great. That was just for their, I think it was 48-hour quarantine process, something like that. Right. Since then, they've gotten to order from steakhouses and sushi places and all the, like, pristine places they would normally yeah, go Yeah, definitely. To. And I think it's a load of crap that they're complaining about it looking like a Motel 6. I mean, guys, you're in a resort. You're in a resort in Disney World. Sure, it's not your yeah, one not million your square house, foot penthouse or anything like that. It's it's going to be a smaller room, but it's nice room. Wasn't it like, Rondo who said Motel 6 too? Uh, I don't remember if it was Rondo or J.R. Smith. One of them said Motel 6. I think it was Rondo. One of the Lakers players. Man. Typical L.A. guys. And then Rondo breaks his hand. Yeah, that's a bummer, huh? but good for the Bucks. Anyway, um, I mean, you never root for injuries, but I'm, it could it no, could definitely be a boon for the Bucks. I'm just saying coincidence. I'm not rooting for injury, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah, and if he was staying in a penthouse, he wouldn't have broke his hand on the court. And now, I mean, the Bucks are are looking to kind of make a championship run here. I mean, we it's it's it seems so weird to talk about because. The past season seems so long ago mm-hmm. that it seems like it's a completely new year. Like it, it feels like we're starting basketball right. up again. Like for baseball, it was different because we never had the the season before COVID. Like right. we we just started opening day. Like oh yeah, it's back baseball. Two hundred forty eight days or whatever it was with no baseball, we're back. But for for the NBA, like obviously we saw the Bucks just roll through their their schedule this mm-hmm. year, and and they were one of the most dominant teams in NBA history. But now it it, it almost feels like we're starting over. I know. It have feels, you guys God? Have you guys watched any of the scrimmages so far? I oh, watched yeah. a little bit of the first one. We were both here when I when mean, we finally got connection in the studio. Even though it does seem like it's a whole new thing, they picked up where they left off. They did. They're yeah. just crushing teams right now. And they're not even at full strength. Yeah. No. I mean, Giannis played 21 minutes on... He played 15 yesterday. Yeah. 22 points in the first game. How many did he have yesterday? Do you know? Uh, Like 16 or so? I think uh, yeah. He, I think he put up like 16, 10, and 6 or something like that. I mean, that's that's just incredible. And and, and yes, he, he had a little bit of foul trouble. I mean, fouling out in 21 minutes isn't necessarily the best thing Wait, when he's Alex playing Alex Crusoe Spurs. fouled out in 12 Really? You didn't I see didn't that? See that no. Yeah, he fouled out in twelve the other day. That's crazy. I mean, and and Giannis talked about it. He said at the end of that first game, um, and I might be the only one that heard this audio, but he said that he, like he just had heavy legs. Like, yeah. it, it's just all of these guys trying to get back into shape so that they can make this run. And and the Bucks, they they could definitely do it. Absolutely, it's really weird. dude for me. I'm like so used to watching summer league. This feels watch, like, like summer league, exactly. Does. But I have to like pinch myself because I'm like. I'm so used to watching summer league, and it's only like one or two like really good rookies in there. It's like, yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's like, right. It's like DJ Wilson, Sterling, and then like Luke May, and right. like I have to remind myself. It's like, oh yeah, Giannis is like playing three quarters of like an exhibition game, or like all these guys are just damn near like you. Have, it's your full team. So I've been watching these, but it, it's it's still baseball. I kind of got right back into the swing of things. Basketball, man, it's like taking me even more to kind of like get back into See, things. For me, it's the opposite. I'm yeah. like, but you're 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 more so a basketball guy than me. That's fair. I mean, baseball is still my number one, though. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, you know more yeah. about basketball than I do. Well, I wouldn't say that, but I just, for me, basketball. I mean, I think it's just because I had watched the season, so I knew what mm-hmm. was at stake. That it's like, I, I mean, I've been waiting for three months to jump back into this, so I feel like 
I, I don't know. Like I just I was immediately in the mo- the mindset and ready to go as a fan. Right, and I think that's where a lot of Bucks fans are coming from because, I mean, this is the most hype around a sports team in Milwaukee for quite some time. I mean, even the NLCS run, there was a lot of energy with that, with the Brewers two years ago, well, three mm-hmm. years ago now in 2017. but 2018. 2018, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so two years ago, I was right the first time. But it's just like this This run feels so much different because I think Giannis has, is more endearing to the fans of Milwaukee than any anyone else mm-hmm. in, in recent memory. And because of that, I think people are just falling in love with this Bucks team. And it's going to be great for them, obviously, especially if Giannis ends up staying, which that's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. But but this this is going to be such a cool trip to watch them from afar, which is going to suck. But even so, the, the energy surrounding this team, you can feel it. You can mm-hmm. feel it here in Milwaukee. Well, and it's going back to what you said, that people are falling in love with this Bucks team. It's hard not to because the Bucks have built a team that is full of characters. Right. But they're all positive characters. Like... Like the Lopez brothers. Yeah. The Lopez brothers. Like um uh, uh Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton. <laughs> like Hell, Dante George- and DJ Wilson. If you've watched those two together, right. they are hilarious. George Hill just casually on his farm during all this before, right before yeah. all this happened. Giannis and uh everyone doing the WWE thing. Bledsoe right. and Chris Middleton being best friends right. and talking crap to each other in like interviews and stuff. This team is Probably the closest basketball team I've ever seen, like f- from a like a, a, a camaraderie standpoint, standpoint. Right, chemistry and all like that. Like they, it's the 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 tightest team I've ever seen, but it also might be one of the most entertaining in the best possible well, way. And that's the thing, like when you watch teams roll through people, like go back to the Warriors when they won all of their games mm-hmm. and when they won their seventy-two games. And they were a lot like that. Th- they were they were a lot like that. Like you see Steph and Clay and Draymond all goofing off, and mm. Harrison Barnes even in there. You know, just just kind like of when they like won, guys being dudes. You when know? they won the their last championship, it was like their second or third in a row. They weren't. I mean, they were excited, but they were kind of just like giving handshakes and like, yeah, right. like, yeah, we did it again, right? And I and I feel like that's the kind of not not. That that you know those initial years, those first couple of years with this mm-hmm. Warriors team, I feel like that's the kind of camaraderie that we see with this Bucks team, absolutely, and that's so exciting to see because it's the team that you're rooting for, right? <laughs> so I mean, that's just so so cool to see that your team is playing so well, they're they're merging so well together as a team that it's it's so fun to watch, not just because it's basketball, but because you're rooting for each individual guy and watching them have and, so much fun playing and perfecting their craft. And it's good basketball. Yeah. Like, right. it's not like you're watching the Rockets and James Harden is doing his step-back whirly gig threes and then driving into the paint and getting fouled 72 times a game. Like, you're watching a fluid basketball game with set roles, with set plays, and the best player in basketball, it's just fun. It's an it enjoyable basketball yeah, to it watch. It definitely is. I'm not worried about this team at all. I mean, not the these eight seeding games, like they could lose three to four of those games, and I would not yeah. still be panicked at all. Whatsoever. I mean, they're putting up 100 points in like halfway through the, the third. The, right. But like the biggest things I'm wor- just watching in these seeding games are just going to be how's Eric Bledsoe doing? Because I don't know how a basketball player is going to come back from. I don't know how that affects them. Right. Plus Connaughton right. too. So I'm just I just want to see how those two find their way back into the rotation, the swing of things. I'm not worried about them, but I'm just like Definitely. keeping an eye on it. That's 
really the only concerns I have about this team. Otherwise, let's get ready right. for the playoffs. I well, won't be worried about this Bucks team until we face the Heat in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Hypothetically speaking, of course. Hypothetically, it could also be the Pacers. It could be. Or oh, because there's still enough time in those eight seeding games mm-hmm. to completely adjust the um, standings. Right. We might not have to face them until the third round. That's true. I mean, we'll, we'll kind of see how that all plays out. But starting off, I mean, I think they have kind of a, a decent, um, well, a very strong opponent, but a, a decent marker to kind of find out where they're at in game one on Friday when mm-hmm. they play the Celtics. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. when, we, when we left the, the season, when the hiatus started, the Celtics were one of the hottest teams in basketball. Right. And, and Jason was- Tatum was playing at probably the highest level of his entire career. That was going to be their next game too before I got shut right. down. I was looking forward to go. I was looking forward <laughs> we to seeing Jason Tatum. Yeah. I was looking forward to seeing Jason Tatum play and, you know, sure enough, I think they match up really well against Boston. It's just going to be, you know, Boston's a good scoring team, so they're just going to have to see how they can keep up, but yeah, defensively, thing, I think they'll be fine. The thing the Bucks right. have to do is just attack the paint. Right. Because yeah. I mean, who's their best center? Daniel Tyes? Oh, that's a mismatch. Probably. Like Ennis Cantor? Brooke Lopez himself. Brooke looks so good. Sh- he, yeah, he looked. He's awesome shooting yesterday. great from downtown in these scrimmages. If he gets his three back, so uh, this guy's it's gonna be over. Right. I don't know what he because he struggled the entire he year. Yeah, he, he was yeah, not he good on the offensive like the, side. I think he was in the low thirties and in, in three. He was twenty nine percent. Oh yeah, see, and um, but even then, he was one of the best players on the Bucks because I think he is third or fourth in defensive win shares in the NBA. His, he's been swatting everything in these scrimmages. If Giannis isn't defensive player of the year, Brooke deserves it. And that's biased. Eh, yeah, it's a but little bit biased. But Giannis, <laughs> y- listen, Giannis deserves it. Let's Giannis is going to win it, probably. But yeah, no, this, this it's really cool that we're getting this opportunity to see the Bucks hop back into things that they look like they haven't missed a beat. And now this this is where it all gets real. You know, like we we've been again speculating for months sure. about all of this stuff about the Bucks coming back. What is it going to look like? Are they going to still feel like a team? And like we said, it looks like they don't. They have not missed a single beat when it comes back into this thing. They'll have eight games to prep themselves for the playoffs, and then even more than that because the four games that they play in the first round aren't going to matter as well. So really, twelve games on top of the one more exhibition game, so thirteen. Where we're gonna ha- get to watch these Bucks kind of warm up and get themselves back into this. Yeah, and I'm ready. I'm ready too. It's gonna be a blast. So, guys, do we have anything else to talk about about Bucks here? We uh, ready to no. wrap this so, first up? game is what next Friday? This Friday. Oh, I get. Well, it's Sunday. It's I Sunday, mean, like, right? Yeah. Um, we'll just we'll. I mean, next Sunday we get to recap Brewers and Bucks. That's just so special. That's awesome. That <laughs> I got to awesome. chill down my spine when you said mm-hmm. that. Sports are back. We're back. It's Hef, Sam, and Dan on The Fan. Sports are back. So are we. Woo! It's Hef, Sam, and Dan on The Fan On Demand. I'm Dan Plucker alongside Evan Heffelfinger and Sam Schmitz. Let's go, guys. We we wrapped up pe- podcast number 22 here. And it was a on. breeze. It, it was, was nothing. It was so much fun. I mean, I mean, this is this has been great. It's so good to be back. It's so good the sports are back. Let's talk a little bit about our top moments over the last couple of weeks. We we have some really good cuts here yeah, that we're going to play for we're you, excluding a lot of things. Yeah, which might show up later on in case you know we have some down weeks in terms yeah. of funny content. But yeah. you know, these ones they're they're pretty freaking good. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start off here with 
I don't even remember which one it is. Which one's the first one there? Joe's dude? Love Story. Joe's Love Story. Yeah. So, it's something that makes me very happy that it could potentially happen to me one day. So, for whatever reason, whenever Joe fills in on the big show with Leroy and Gary and Sparky's off, Leroy always talks to him about his fiance, Rachel. And it happens every single time without without a failure. And so, like a couple weeks back, um, we had Rachel actually on the show in the last segment of the show uh, because they decided to postpone their wedding and Leroy wanted to talk to her about it. It was probably the awkwardest three-minute interview you've ever seen. It was at the very end of a show. It was really funny. Uh, Rachel called Joe uptight, which is now saved in my uh, folder of awesomeness of cuts. Mm -hmm. And then uh, a couple weeks later, uh, Leroy really wanted to hear about Joe and Rachel's love story. And let's just say it might not be as, you know, magical and and special as uh, Joe might think it is. What's the first thing you said to Rachel when you met her? What was your pickup line? Do you remember? Because uh, I know this yeah. is in your vows, but I'm not breaking news. You're, you haven't wrote your vows up yet, have you? No, no. Okay, no, I got like I'll a whole year to that. think about that now. Yeah, I'll help you. Uh, what did, do you remember what you said? So the way it, well, the way the story goes, I don't want to get into this too much. I want to get back. Well, into give, the me bruise, the, but... give me the, give me the cliff notes. Uh, okay. The cliff this notes was, so she wrote the phone number on the coffee cup. She... Okay. 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 I like that. And so she made the first move. What? Y- yeah. Yeah. Did she have her glasses on? Go ahead and continue. Well, now, what happened? She well, gave Joe, Joe wasn't a confident guy at the time. Okay, let's just be honest. So she 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 worked at Starbucks. She was a barista, and so she wrote the phone number on the coffee cup. I saw the number, and I was very interested. And so I texted her later in the day because that's all we do is we text. We don't call. And I said, yeah, I uh, I found this very mysterious phone number on my coffee cup today, and uh, oh I as of right God. now I have you saved on my phone as Starbucks Mystery Girl. So then I introduced myself <laughs> and funny guy, funny guy, and yeah, yeah, funny guy, Starbucks Mystery Girl. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Okay, all right, I like that. Okay, I like I like so, Rachel making the first move. I like that. Yeah, I like that. So that, the rest is history there, but there a, enough about me uh we are asking you guys what do you oh, think of the find out more no we got the whole week so we were just talking about it in the break uh before this when we were deciding what clips we were going to play and evan looks over to me and says dan that is the most joe love story that i have ever heard and i say that with as a term of endearment because correct. i love joe very much correct but it's just like I mean, it's just not that, like, inc- it's not as incredible as he necessarily makes it seem to be. But then also, again, Starbucks mystery girl. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Listen, I'm it, sorry, it, it just gives funny. me it gives me hope that someday when I go to like a golf course or um, like a Ruby Tuesdays or something <laughs> and the waitress <laughs> writes her number down on a, a napkin or something. I can save the number in my phone as Mystery Ruby Tuesday Girl and find the love of my life. Just like that, the Ruby Tuesday Girl. Uh, and Do Ruby Tuesday still exist? <laughs> I don't even know. You can tweet at us, let us know, at Dan on the fan, at Sam underscore underscore Schmitz, at Evan Hef 25. Yeah. 
And, you know, we found this guy on Twitter, uh, which is a part of our next clip. His name is Asher Lowe. Um, he works with the Sports Illustrated branch of uh, the Wisconsin Badgers. I'm not exactly sure it's if that's correct. It's allbadgers.com, I think. Okay, cool. Um, so Evan I knows Jake, more than I, I do about I think Jake Kokorowski works for him, too. Yeah, the, he switched from Badger Blitz to that, I believe. But anyway, um, so this Asher Lowe cat, he decided to hop on with us. Um, unfortunately, he was in the middle of Wyoming. Uh, and had really, really, really bad phone connection, and so we only talked to him to about for about two or three minutes, and this was thirty seconds of it, where they were talking about him and his travels and how he was staring at Airbnbs and Leroy and Gary. Did I say staring? Mm-hmm. He was staying at Airbnbs, and he was afraid that people were staring at him. Asher, watch out for them Airbnbs, man. They got cameras and they're watching y'all, man. That what Gary say, so be careful. We're looking out for I'm not gonna lie. We saw one in the last Airbnb that I saw with like a oh, camera in my room. I tried to like mess with it. I actually I actually heard that that, that they're that they're trying yeah. to watch me in every every spot. So no, they I'm are, look dude. out, don't worry. Cameras in bedrooms? They make you house up. Yeah, why would you why would you even bother if they had cameras in your bedroom? I'd be like, I'm done. Right. See you yeah, later. Then you mess around, turn on Pornhub, there you be. You know, you gotta be careful. <laughs> that's what, that's for you and Leroy. One of the greatest clips of all time. Turn it's on a, Pornhub, cuz, and there you be. <laughs> listen, who knows what our phones see? I really don't want to think about that yeah. at all. Or, you know, if you've ever stayed at an Airbnb, if there was some camera somewhere that you didn't know, yeah. you know, it makes me Do feel you guys a ever watched Malcolm in the Middle? Uh, I have. A couple not. times. Good show. Oh. I've, I've Do you remember the episode where he was babysitting and the family that he was babysitting for had cameras all over the place and he no. found them? Oh, that's what that reminds me of. Okay, anyway. It's a great show. You should watch Malcolm in the Middle. Speaking of weird things, Rick from Oshkosh, Evan. Hey, Rick. Rick. Listen, Rick has been on the station many times since the last time that we uh, we have met with you. And we'll show, I mean, especially on s- slower weeks, we will play some more of those Rick cuts. Because he, he did not like masks. We found out that's a clip to play. It got him a couple-week ban. You'll find out why someday but this first one rick's been having a hard time finding a job and bart's been trying to help him but rick just there are some things that he thinks are standing in the way of him getting a job and let's let's just hear rick explain it one of our new sort of uh mottos it's the way it's always been. We're just making it more public. Is that while Horvat and I have this platform here, uh, it's also for you and your voice. And so I think we've done a good job the last couple of weeks. I think you guys have done a good job using this platform to share your opinions on sports or otherwise. That I think that's an important thing we do. We are one of the many micro communities that make up this bigger community. That is a lead-in now to a voice that we always want to hear, and that's Rick and Oshkosh. Rick, how does uh, this Thursday find you, friend? Yeah, uh, thanks for taking my call, guys. First of all and foremost, I am tired of not having any sports or anything to focus on. Golf today, Rick. To watch. Golf today? I'm tired of Major League Baseball players bickering and bickering and fussing and fussing and fussing and fussing. About their money, you don't let, let let some commissioners say play fifty games. That's obnoxious. You can't determine a world championship with fifty games. Yeah, agreed. 
You can't do it. No. Rick, you First told all, us a couple of weeks ago um, that your financial situation is not good, right? No, because of my age. There's eight more age discrimination than races. You know, I'm 66 Ooh, years old. I turned 66 May 31st. I have a girlfriend. She's black. The most beautiful woman I ever met. Nice. And she's not white because white women are are snobs. Okay. I don't know that we Period. can do <laughs> No, we, Rick, we'll but, have to talk Rick, to you Rick, we're to talk to you later, bud. Holy cow. Um, <laughs> he's going to call back, and I, I'm just not going to. So, hey, any real uh, people that want to jump on the line, call, hang up, and then call again, because Rick is going to keep um, calling me to apologize. And, yeah, I can't have that on this show. My God. Whoa. What is going on? Dude, I was off yesterday, you know? Yeah. And um, I was like, man, I need to get back to work. And then I come back in, and we got Rick with those phone calls. Holy cow, man. Maybe a day off isn't a bad thing. What in the world is going on? This Anyway, hey, I did want to. Uh, remind me? I do want to remind you. Um, I don't even. What were we going to talk about? That threw me off. And here he is again. Well, see what he wants. I can't. <laughs> I really come can't. Come on. I can't. He's just going to My yell. name's on the show. Come on. I'm not just going like, to blindly put him on? Yeah, yeah. All right, hold on. Rick. Rick and Ashkash. All right, he's back. Rick, uh, do not swear. Uh, what, what's up? Just give me your thoughts on MLB, Rick. No no MLB, social stuff right MLB now. needs to play at least 120 games and be done with it. And dip yeah, well, well, that's not going to happen. There's not enough time. Okay. So don't scrap the season. Don't don't pay them. They don't get paid. Next year, fans, solidarity. You we we should strike and don't go to any games because of their okay. stupidity from from causing all this. You know what? I don't I don't hate that idea. All right, Rick. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Rick. We got. We got we'll talk. Why? Why not? No, we. Said I we said don't I don't. Hate it. Oh, I meant I said I meant to say I don't disagree. Okay. I want to. I want. I like that. I want the fans to go on strike. I want the fans to go on strike. Rob Manfred yesterday. Rob Manfred telling Carl Ravitch that baseball's revenues are going to be down over seventy percent. That's not losing money. That just means you're not making as much money as you otherwise would have. Money is as as you know. They're you know they're millionaires. They're billionaires. Owners and players. The owners are mad that they're not going to make as much money as they want to. They're still going to make money. And then but suckers like play. us are still going to go to these games. But there's a, you can't determine a champion with 50 games. You can't do it. Strapping. Unless it's the Brewers, then it counts. I mean, it still don't count. It just doesn't right, count. Right, right. They right, botched this up in March. Rick, I'm hosting it. I'm filling in for Bart tomorrow. Give me a call. I'll give you a whole hour of a platform. Hey, Thanks. For no, the... I want to talk about. I what, want to what? talk about something else that's important here. It's your show. Go. Twenty seconds. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, my financial situation is at all time worst thing ever because of this. Because they shut down everything. Because I, I'm a cook. Yeah. I, I didn't work in a bad kitchen. I'm 66 years old. I just still make you the best steak you ever had. Huh. And I can't get a job. You know why? Uh, why? I'm too old. I'm too old. Ah. They, don't think I did, they don't think I didn't move fast. I did still put these kids on underneath the table. Rick, who do we who do we need to contact? Who do we need to talk to 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 get you back? Yeah, in I the don't. Kitchen? I'm not. I want to help you. Yeah, I want to help you, Rick. What what can yeah, I do? Well, 
I have, you know, I have a resume and an email, but I don't want to give it over the air. Well, no, no, no. Send it to me. I'll give you mine. Mine is um, R-Y-A-N, Ryan, H-O-R-V-A-T. Yeah, I don't I don't have my, I don't have a paper pen in front of me. I'll tell you what, Rick. I will actually contact you. You're I will find your info through hell or high water, buddy. But uh, do me a favor. I do okay, have. To- I'm so, I have 45 years experience, but I have lots yep. of gaps now. I have lots of gaps in my resume now because I'm. So she says I even do dishes for 11, 12 bucks an hour. Okay. I'm uh, fully retired. I am fully retired right now, but I do, I do work as much as I want to, and I but I live in Oshkosh. I'm willing to relocate. Uh, Rick, I have an aunt. She's Marcus Stroman's personal chef. Maybe I could hook you up. Would you be interested in moving to New York and then in Orlando in the off season and no, working for Marcus no. Stroman? Well, it's Marcus Stroman. <laughs> New York's the worst. New York's the worst place to be. <laughs> well, okay. Well, Rick, call me tomorrow. We'll, we'll go over this tomorrow. But I do got to get you off the air. Right. My boss is going to kill me. Thank you. Four one four seven. It's your show, Bart. Actually, what is going on today? I I did welcome Rick back, but I yeah. I tried to abandon on that call three minutes ago. You're taking the blame for this, Rick. Rick. Um, he has a job. Last I checked. Whoa. Yeah. Good for he got him. A, he got a job at a supper club up in, uh, I think it was just outside of Oshkosh. Okay, good for him. Um, That's a bit of a hike, though. But he lives in Oshkosh. Oh, does he? Rick and oh, Oshkosh. Rick and Oshkosh. Duh. Of course, I know that. Hmm. Sorry. He, he and <laughs> I think he said it in that clip there that he's willing to relocate wherever. That's true. But he didn't have to. So that's good, good for, for him. him. Apparently, he makes the best steak of your life as well. Yeah, he I, said that. Do I agree? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know what the But I would I would love to have a steak with Rick. Just, just let yeah. me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish my steak. And there you okay. go, Rick. Okay. Number one once again, and probably won't Always be the right. last time, not the first time in twenty two episodes. So do you remember when we started a counter of like which show was gonna be the number one every week? Yeah, I mean it's shifted a little bit now. I think Rick is like three on our <laughs> list now. Like probably. I think he's passed a couple of shows. So you're saying that Rick should get his own category? I think Rick should have his own show. Period. Oh, jeez. I've had a discussion with that. I will produce it. I do see like the guys in the morning show like tweet out whenever he does like come on. So, and I think I think our boss like texted them like really promoting Mitch or uh, Rick. Rick, and they were like, "Listen, you don't understand the appeal that (laughs) people listen when he's on." (laughs) It's true. Like every single time Rick comes on, people tweet at us and are like, "Oh, Rick, we love Rick," or "Rick is such a moron." It's like it's like the latest episode of a TV show. Like if I if I wasn't in here when Rick calls in, because you never know when Rick's going to call in. He doesn't listen to the show. No, he He just calls in. I love. Screening Rick's calls because oh, he calls in and goes, "What are you talking? You're talk- yeah, I don't know what your topic is right now, but I want to talk about Brewers." And it's like, and Rick. then after he's done with his Brewers topic, he immediately goes into the Packers, and then yep. right after that, he goes into the, the Bucks, Bucks, and then and usually but, it's about like five minutes. Well, well, it's spoken, not well spoken, but spoken material yeah. on each. Um, but, but it's it's like a new episode of a TV show where like if I missed it and I go back and listen on the pad podcast, the podcast. I'll text Bart and be like, hey, I just caught up on that latest episode of Rick on the Bart Winkler show, and we'll have a nice little conversation See, the thing it. is, I, I had a talk with Rick this week. He called in. I don't know what your question is, but... And then he talks about um, how he thinks that the MLB should allow fans right away. He said that every single fan should have to get tested once, and if they test negative, they should be able to go to the games. Remember when he said that uh, the coronavirus is man-made, just like cancer? <laughs> yes, that was funny. But I was, I was like Rick, I was like, so are you saying that all these people, all these fans that want to go to the games, they have to quarantine in between each game? He's like, no, they tested negative. It's fine. I was like, Rick, 
they tested negative one time, but they start, are still going to go out and go to bars and restaurants and like out <laughs> right, into that's public. Not how it goes. And then they could catch it then. And he had no response. He's like, well, the MLB should just provide the test for free before the game's then. And I was like, it's not that simple, Rick. It's not. And you, you're, you're coming from a great standpoint where you want fans to enjoy baseball, but you just don't understand the logistics of it. Rick. Rick. Anyway, that's how we're going to cap we're off. We're back. We're back. Sports One are back. One in the books. One in the books. Number 22 overall. Guys, we're going to be back every week once again. It's Hef, Sam, and Dan on the fan. Asterisk. On demand. Asterisk. Yeah, but I mean, most likely every single week. are pretty close to it. And we're so thankful you guys are going to be back with us. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Bleacher and Report if you want to feature us today. We love great. it. Yeah, I mean, we're going to give you a little bit of a shout out probably most episodes since you did it once. We're expecting you to do it every time now. I mean, let's just make this a routine. Good for us. Good for you. Let's uh, Mutual relationship here. All right, well, I think that's that's how we're going to wrap it up. Let's go watch some baseball. Let's go watch some baseball. I'm going to have a beer. You know what? It's time for us to go. Time to start packing up the things. Have a go. So! Her. Bye. Her. Her. Bye. Bye.